Well, it's a great honor for me uh, to be here this morning, to be able to bring the Word of God to you. You know, Sycamore has been really kind to me and to Becky. You've invited us into your family here for the last year and a half, and we felt very welcome. Uh, although we love being here, we really don't see you very often. We're sort of here, but we're not here, because uh, as you know, or you may know, that I am the assistant pastor of Hispanic Ministries here in Richmond. So normally, while you're worshiping, uh, we're back in room three, uh, worshiping together in Spanish. But again, thank you guys for the great privilege uh, to be here. You know, let me just say quickly how I got here. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but my story is, is I followed Jesus Christ for almost 50 years. And I sensed a strong call to pastoral ministry when I was 55 years old. So I went to seminary, went to RTS down in Charlotte, and I was ordained as a teaching elder and an evangelist uh, at the age of 60. I went to Bogota, Colombia when I was 61 years old, and I learned Spanish there as we were ministering. And I returned here and began to pastor a small group of Hispanic worshipers right here at Sycamore at age 65, and I'm now 67. Now, you may wonder why I go into that and the ages. Well, it'll become more clear as we open up together the Word of God in Psalm 71. Uh, let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for your Word. Thank you for the great privilege we have to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost world. We thank you. We pray that you'd be with us this morning. Help us to be uh, clear in our understanding. Help me to be clear in my speaking. Help uh, all of us to uh, be taught by your Holy Spirit from your word this morning. Give us grace. In the name of Christ, amen. I'm going to read our passage this morning. It's not a long passage. It's from Psalm 71. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 14 and read through verse 18, but I'll be speaking mainly about verses 17 and 18. So hear the word of God. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day. For the number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me. And I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation and your power to all those Come. Have you ever thought about what the mission of God is? What is God's mission? A number of years ago, I read a wonderful book by an Australian theologian named Christopher Wright called The Mission of God. And in that book, throughout the book, Christopher Wright goes through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation showing how God was showing forth his own mission 
And God's mission was in that to make himself known. To make his name known in all the earth. And throughout the Bible, we see that this is what God is doing. He's bringing glory to himself. He's making himself known so that the whole earth is filled with his glory. The heavens declare the glory of God. I remember interviewing for the work here for Hispanic ministry. And as we were talking, I said to the guys interviewing me, you know, I believe that God is in this work. The Hispanic ministry. And they looked at me because I said it pretty emphatically. And they said, well, why, why do you think that? And I said, because you guys would never have thought of this on your own. You see, God is making himself known in Richmond, Virginia, in the Spanish-speaking community. And this is an amazing thing. But it is God's mission. It is God's, you might say, ministry. Jesus told the Samaritan woman in John 4 that God was looking for worshipers, people who would make his name known. And so that's God's mission. And we see that throughout the scriptures. God showing himself through, first through works of creation and providence, how God works all things for his own glory. But we also see it as well in each of the details and things that are going on in our lives. And then we see how God has ordained people to proclaim his truth. And he's given us his scriptures to tell us more and more, you see, of what he is doing in the world and how he has worked and who he is and who we are. And then what he expects of us as his creation, but more as his children. And in that, he's given us, you might say, a mission. What is our mission? Your mission, should you decide to accept it. So let's look at this passage. Even looking in verse 14, but I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. But now look at this. This whole psalm is a prayer. It's a prayer of an older man coming before his God, asking for help, asking for encouragement, asking for strength. And he says here in verse 17, O oh God, from my youth... You have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. The psalmist has taken this as his mission. But I want to notice something here. Let's talk about this, this writer. I'll tell you a little story. When I was in seminary and I was about 57 years old, 
I began to talk about coming back to Richmond to plant a church. And I was told, well, you're too, young, you're too old. And this is a young man's job. <laughs> that was 10 years ago, so I'm in real trouble now. But you're too old. I don't know how many of you have heard that. I don't know how many of you have felt that. But the psalmist does not think that he's too old for the job of proclaiming the wondrous deeds of the Lord. So even to old age and gray hairs. Wow. Until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to those to come. The work of a, of a missionary, as we talk about this during Missions Month here, the work of a missionary is to proclaim the mighty works of God. But it's also the work of the pastor. It's also the work of a church planter. It's also the work of the associate pastor. It's also the work of the pastor emeritus. This is also my work. And this is your work. Your work in, in two senses, not only is, as individuals called by God to bring glory to him, to proclaim his name in all the earth, but also as a church. God has placed Sycamore right here in Midlothian, Virginia, right in the heart of it. Why? To proclaim his wondrous works to Midlothian, Virginia is to make God known right here. That's our job. It's regardless of, of your age, you have a story to tell. You have a witness to bear. Jesus told the disciples in Acts 1.8, said, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. You shall be my witnesses. And we are those witnesses today. We are the witnesses to, to the glorious and wondrous work of, of God and what he has done. And we have an incredible privilege. Isn't this awesome? Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Jesus Christ came into the world to give new life. Jesus Christ came into the world to raise the dead. And this is our work. Have you ever thought about that? That what God is doing in Sycamore is raising the dead, is giving new life. That's the hope that we're able to offer to the world. We live in a crazy time. And the times have been crazier since before 2020, right? Since we're March, when, when things started to get really wild and nuts around here. And the world is looking for something. It's looking for answers. It's looking for justice. It's looking for peace. But that only comes in any real, real sense through Jesus. And that's the news that we have. That's the glorious proclamation that we have. When we talk here, in this, as the psalmist does, 
that I, my mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day. Well, that's what we're here to do. We're to tell of God's deeds of salvation. I had sensed for a long time a, real, a call to the ministry. I was laughing with some friends last year. We were getting together and saying, well, God's brought me back as a pastor, but I've got to do everything in Spanish. I wasn't counting on that. But God is good. I sometimes think, you know, that we, we look at ourselves and we say, these are our limitations. But let me just say this to all of us here. You are not too young for this work. And you are not too old for this work. There is no ideal age for this. It is our call as Christians. Whether we're children, whether we're teenagers, whether we're young adults, just looking and getting started out in the world, looking for jobs, whether we're just having children and now raising children, whether we finished and we're retired and we're looking for that new thing to do in our life, what is God calling us to do? Well, I'm telling you this morning, from the Word of God, what God's telling you to do. How you do it, I don't know. But God's calling us to be proclaimers of the Word of God. Be proclaimers of the glorious works of God. But let me focus, because this is really maybe more where my heart is, because it's certainly where my body is, and that is for people who are a little older. We are getting older. We are getting weaker. I am experiencing personally the truth of growing old is not for sissies. But you know, maybe we are a little smarter. Maybe we are a little wiser. Maybe we have learned some things from our mistakes. Like the psalmist, we have experienced many years of the faithfulness of God in our lives. We have seen the wondrous works of God in so many different ways. And so we have something to say to a world gone crazy. Not just because we're older or wiser, more experienced, although those things can be helpful, but because we worship a God who is a God of truth and who has revealed himself in the scriptures. So he's told us of his wonderful deeds and he's told us of his glorious work of salvation in Christ. Our God is an awesome God. So let's don't allow ourselves to be put out to pasture, you know? Let's do not retire from fulfilling God's mission. Let's finish well. I love the words of the Apostle Paul to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. 
For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. I think this is what we should aim for as we end our lives. You know, you'll hear a lot of phrases out there like, you know, no one will ever say on their deathbed, I wish I had spent more time in the office. But I also hope we don't say on our deathbeds, I wish I had spent more time telling people about the wondrous works of God. I wish I had spent more time being like the psalmist who wants to proclaim the might of God to another generation and God's power to all of those to come. John Newton, my favorite hymn writers. But i tell you what I really love about him. If you ever get a chance, find a book full of Newton's letters. They're wonderful. But John Newton said very late in his life, he said this, that although my memory is fading, I remember two things very clearly. I am a great sinner. In Christ as a great Savior. This is our message to the lost and needy world. This is how we proclaim the wondrous works of God, His glorious acts. This is what we tell the next generation. And this is what we tell to all those who come. You know, there's no greater work than this to tell all of those to come that Jesus Christ is a great Savior. Jesus Christ is a great Savior. This is the message of Psalm 71. A man who has lived a long life And he's praying to his God to give him grace to end well. To give him grace to persevere, to not not just give up. And just sit on the front porch and watch the world go by. But to be one of those who's involved intimately in the mission of God. Let's pray. Our great, our glorious, our mighty Savior. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you for the privilege of hearing your word. Thank you for the privilege of drawing near to us today as we worship you. Help us, Lord, to end well, to complete the race that is set before us, to run with endurance this race, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We thank you for those who have run before us, who've been such a, a great testimony, a great witness to us of what it is like to live to your glory. Lord, give us boldness. Give us a vision to proclaim, to proclaim your wondrous works, to proclaim your deeds of salvation all the day, to proclaim your might to another generation and your power to all those to come. In the name of Christ, our glorious Savior, our hope, our King. Amen.